everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name in this corner is Andy Spateri. In the opposite corner, my opponent, Taylor Wells. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Got through a busy week. I managed to survive, though. Still kicking, so I know it's unfortunate for you, but I'm quite happy about it. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm really great as well. I uh, got through a busy week myself. Haven't had time to play hardly any video games uh, this week, which is really unfortunate. But um, I'm glad that you survived, Taylor, because I wanted to be the one to put you six feet under. That's right. It is our second ever E3 prediction battle contest. Uh, which we're going to call it the battle contest because why not? Um, so yeah, as the name implies, Taylor and I are going head to head, and we are we're going to make some E three predictions, and we are going to see who is right at the end of the day. Of course, Nintendo's E three direct is going to be June eleventh at nine a.m. Pacific, and uh, we've got some pretty exciting news. We're going to be back. We're going to be live streaming that for you the day of. Uh, we are going to be to be live, let's say, probably about 45 to 30 minutes beforehand with the pre-show. Uh, we'll have more details for that, but uh, you can watch it with us. You can hear us uh, probably fan over all the uh, the announcements that are, that are being made, uh, especially if they announce a new Donkey Kong game. Oh, I would love that. Um, and then you can stick around with us afterwards to hear our thoughts, and we'll we'll kind of grade the show. So that's going to be the 11th of June, and I am so looking forward to that. E3, of course, is you know my favorite event of the year. I definitely definitely look forward to it every year. I don't know if it's my favorite video game like conference. I I'm a really big fan of Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show, but E3 is up there, and man, do. Video game companies really save some hard-hitting shots for this presentation. Um, and, and this E3 is going to be a strange one because usually in years past, you know, we we kind of talk about um, winning E3 and like, can Nintendo win E3 or can Microsoft or can Sony? And this year, Sony's uh, sitting out. They, you know, it's kind of presumed that they don't really have much to show that wasn't shown last year, and they're not really ready to, to pull the curtain back on the, the PlayStation 5, so they just, uh, you know, they are shuffling out of this one and, and passing the ball over to uh, to everybody else. So, I, you know, it's weird because I wonder if we're going to see that trend continue in the future. Um, Nintendo, of course, already doesn't do an, on, an on-stage presentation like most other companies do. They just have their direct video, which, you know, I, I think is maybe the way to go, but... Yeah, this is going to be it's going to be an interesting one because it's going to be you know of of course we've got all the developers but really as far as console manufacturers go it's just Nintendo and Microsoft and they have never seen more chummy so it doesn't really feel like it has that um, edge of competition to it uh, I don't I don't know if you feel the same way but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting it definitely seems much more like the era of cooperation as opposed to competition. Um, I, I do also wonder, it, it, it's interesting that you approached it from the aspect of Sony might not have a whole lot to show, and I don't know that that's true, because we just got a little bit more of a teaser for one of the most anticipated things coming out of Sony, which is the Final Fantasy VII remake. So, I, I feel like they definitely have something to show, and I think it's more along the lines of last year, they're... 
their presentation was very, very odd. And I know that a lot of, yeah, a lot of people that went to it and went through it didn't have the greatest things to say about it. So I wonder if that has something more to do with it than they don't have anything to show. But I mean, as you said, like Nintendo for a couple of years now has been kind of just doing the whole video presentation and they just have a really bomb-ass show floor presentation. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I would imagine that's coming in Square's presentations. Maybe uh, I don't know if that's if that's the only thing that you know, could be shown from a Sony side. I, I can see why they sat out. I'm I'm still I'm still daydreaming that maybe the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake will find its way to Switch, but I know that's not very likely. But anyways, let's uh, let's get to what we're here for, man. The the bets. And before we get into our predictions we want to lay out the rules of engagement and the prize and actually we want your feedback for the prize we want to we want you to give us your best ideas so last year of course i was victorious i just i pummeled taylor into the ground yeah it wasn't much of a competition there and this jabroni said that he was going to live stream final fantasy 9 taylor have you done that yet no no i have not so the the rules are pretty simple or pretty obvious. If Taylor wins, his debt is paid. He doesn't have to do that, and we go back to square one. But double or nothing time, if he loses, we want your feedback. What should he do? Obviously, he'll have to stream Final Fantasy IX, but what else? We want you to be vicious, mean, callous, despicable. We want We want you to tell us what Taylor needs to do. Not if he loses, but when. Take that. You know, I think I've actually kind of sort of maybe a little bit improved my uh, my repertoire, my my arsenal this year. It's uh last year I was I, I was I will admit hands down, I was a bit of a jabroni as you pointed out. Uh <laughs> I, my 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 predictions were uh, for lack of a better term, were 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 kind of cheeks. So <laughs> this year hopefully I've got a little bit of a better shot. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, it, I'm taking a look at some of your stuff. I think you got a much better shot this year, so it's gonna okay. Be, I think it's gonna be tight and interesting. All right, all right, that's good at least. No, no more uh, beating around the bush and saying, uh, "Oh yeah, we're we're gonna have Harvest Moon." <laughs> let's let's give our listeners the rules of engagement. So the way that this is going to work is that we have nine predictions in total and they're broken into three different tiers so tier number one we're going to call that the standard prediction pack um and there's five predictions in this pack so it, we can predict something and it's you know, it probably has like a decent chance of happening like maybe maybe like you know up to 50 50 odds um so these are things that that you know you could easily see being announced and if we get one of these predictions right that's going to be worth one point so moving on into our second tier of predictions, which um, maybe we'll call this tier, maybe we'll call it the out there prediction tier, where, uh, of course, they're not impossible, but they're definitely not something that you would bet on seeing actually happen. So, you know, something something like really, really kind of far out there, but you wouldn't actually be like completely flabbergastedly blown away to see it. And then, of course, and those are going to be worth three points. 
Um, and then, of course, we're going to move into our last tier, which is just one prediction. That is the insane prediction tier. So there's only one, as the name implies. This is going to be something just absolutely bonkers that no one could have ever seen coming. Um, I, you know what? You know what I think is a good example of an insane prediction would have been Cloud Strife in Super Smash Bros. That's the kind of prediction that's so insane. Bef- like before it actually happened, you would have been like, "No way!" So that that bad boy is worth twelve points. So if you get it right, you've pretty much won. You have. I did the math. You have to do. You have to get every other single prediction correct in order to beat the other the other player here if they get their insane prediction right. All right, crooked commissioner. Are you with me? Did that all make sense? Did I explain that well enough? I'm hanging with you. I'm buying what you're selling. I'm picking up what you're dropping. So really quick, five predictions in the could probably happen tier, three predictions in the not very likely but not impossible tier, and one prediction in the what are you smoking tier. So with that being said, let's uh, let's get the show on the road. Are you ready? Uh, I first I have to ask: uh, Do we have proper licensing and branding to use the R? Uh, what are you smoking tier? Because that has got to be an official title. We better edit this part out. <laughs> no, of course we don't. All right, do you want to go first or should I go first? I think you should go we first. Almost, since we almost the need a, a coin flip. Okay, let's do that then. Um, prediction number one: Cadence of High Rule is released and ready to download the day of the Nintendo presentation. So as you as listeners of this show, you know, have undoubtedly heard me talking about in the past, we haven't heard anything about Cadence of Hyrule. I'm sure once I make this prediction, they're going to announce it's coming out, you know, X day. But I feel like I feel like it's ripe for it's going to be at E3. It was a spring release. They're going to say they're going to show a bunch more footage of it and say like, "Oh, by the way, it's available now." That's what they did last year with Hollow Knight, and I am betting that they're going to do it again this year. Yeah, I think both of us kind of have been drifting around this topic for a couple weeks now, in in saying the same thing. Like this, this I feel like this is like a ninety percent chance of happening, as opposed to like maybe a fifty percent. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem out there at all, and and I think you're pretty much spot on the money here. All right, so Andy, prediction number one, Cadence of I Rule is released June 11th after the Nintendo presentation. Taylor, what you got? All right, well, we've been waiting a long time for this, and I think it's about time, especially with all the, the Bayonetta stuff that's come out over the course of the past year and a half, two years, and I think we're finally going to get some gameplay reveal of Bayonetta 3. And on top of that, I also believe that it's going to get a quarter one release. So we're talking about, you know, somewhere between February and April of 2020. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. That I think that makes sense. Uh, Bayonetta 2 was released for Switch, I think, in and around the same quarter um, of last year. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a good one. And I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, me too. I've I've been waiting for Bayonetta three for a while now, and I think that, you know, from from all the things that I've heard and all all the rumors that have been floating around, like this this one's shaping up to be a real banger. So I, I'm really looking forward to it, and I really hope this one comes true. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, still got to play Bayonetta two, but I did like Bayonetta one a lot. And actually, I'm gonna throw this sidebar in here. I was telling you before we got on air that I was at a wedding last night. Mm-hmm. The uh, the guy that I was at is a, is a huge nerd, and uh, 
there was the the bayonetta version of fly me to the moon playing on his like music and like he had a, a kind of slow melodic version of the final fantasy 7 victory theme for after he kissed his bride and was walking down the aisle that's it was so awesome. great that is so great yeah. it would i would have given so to be a fly on, the, <laughs> on that wall um see so, yeah i'm gonna have some zelda music at mine you yeah mark my words uh, okay, so Taylor prediction number two, Bayonetta 3 is revealed uh, gameplay and is announced as released quarter one of 2020. So that's uh, that's a solid one. And let's let's get to my next one here. Pokemon Sword and Shield, of course we know, is going to be shown. I think that the rumblings are true and that there's going to be a new mega evolution called Armor Evolutions, which will basically be armorized uh, versions of existing pokemon so for example you could see an armored up version of charizard or blastoise or venusaur and uh, they're going to roll them out similar to how they did mega evolutions a few years ago and that's going to be released or revealed rather in the uh, sword and shield presentation seems pretty pretty on par or rather par for the course for nintendo i mean i think it's fair to say that pokemon has a pretty standard formula with their release information so i I, again i think you uh aren't really barking up the wrong tree i think you you've got it right on the head and i'm just gonna add to that and say that taking a page out of your book my next prediction is also the pokemon sword and shield i believe they're going to reveal the legendaries I also believe that they're going to announce a new Sobble, Grookey, and Scorbunny Amiibo line. Nice, nice. I uh, I would totally love to see that. Because we didn't uh, when when Sun and Moon came out, there were there were Amiibo already, right? I'm yeah, I'm I'm like yeah, almost a hundred percent sure Amiibo were a thing before Sun and Moon. I almost got confused there for a second. I was like, is Sun and Moon the last Pokemon games that came out? Even though they, they didn't come out that long ago. It feels like forever ago to me no, for some Sun, reason. Didn't Sun and Moon come out like two years ago or three years ago? Yeah, it it wasn't like, it wasn't outrageously long ago. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to see some uh, some Amiibo of, uh, of the different legendaries and stuff like that. And they have already announced that Amiibo support was going to be in uh sword and shield so you will be able to use amiibos for something so for me it seems like a no-brainer that they would have at least some form of amiibo for for the new games and i think what what better sense does it make than to have their new starters who are completely and totally adorable give me that sobble i need him they are they are pretty cute Uh, of course i'm i'm going for uh for grass i always go for grass starter just uh you know i've been doing it too long i'm too old to change now um, I, I wanted to throw this out there. I almost made this my official prediction, but I ended up going the uh, the armor evolution route. But I real I think we're due for a new evolution, and I think it's going to be a steel type. I think that's going to be this gem. Well, it Why makes steel? Because right? like yeah, sword, yeah. And, okay. sword and shield, like steel. Okay. You know, yeah. armor evolutions. I don't know. I, I think it would be appropriate. It does. I have I, no I idea forget. what I you'd call it though. I don't think they do. What was the last evolution to be released? Was it uh, Espeon? Sylveon. And, oh, Sylveon. Okay. Because I was, yeah, I was wondering, so is Sylveon a fairy type? Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I there. I was wondering whether Eevee had a, a fairy type evolution, and like, because um, so I don't Eevee think has, I ever done it. 
Eevee has uh, fire, electric, water, psychic, dark, uh, ice, grass, and fairy. So we're missing dragon, so yeah, steel, I, I, poison. Yeah, yeah, we're still we're still missing a ton of different evolutions. Yeah. Actually, there's this really cool dude on Instagram that does all the uh, like kind of mock-up evolutions and stuff like that. I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but um, anyways, is he the one yeah, that does the that realistic versions? No, no, no. This is a different guy. But actually, okay. that guy is super, super awesome too. Didn't he consult on the Poco on the Detective Pikachu movie? Yes, he did. He did. Um, anyone that hasn't seen uh, the hyper realistic Pokemon, you should go Google that. Like right now, pause the show and go Google it. It's so cool. See, guys, for all of you out there who are artists, fan art does and can get you somewhere in the industry. Absolutely. Uh, so just quick recap here. Andy prediction number two. Armor evolutions are introduced. Taylor prediction number two. Um, an amiibo line of the starters from Sword and Shield is revealed. And for my prediction number three, I'm going to... St- oh, yes, and the legendaries. I'm sorry. Um, my prediction number three, I'm going to stick with the amiibo theme here. And I'm going to say that a brand new Link's Awakening amiibo line in the style of the game that uh is 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 released and i'm gonna i'm gonna say that link marin and the owl are the figures that are released for this game very nice solid choices you know with the with the real improvements in amiibo quality over the past few years like i just want amiibos of everything now not even to even just use them just to have them they're like cool collectible figurines I, I, I yeah, love them. I pretty much never use my Amiibo. Yeah. But I, I, I have um, them all on my desk. I just look at them all the time. They're just so cool. For anybody out there that's rolling their eyes at the Owl Amiibo 2, I'm going to point you to a, a cover from Nintendo Power from back in the day, which has Link's Awakening and has the owl and the sword on it, and it looks so freaking cool. And I'm hoping that that is what the Amiibo would look like. But, um, yeah, I, I think... I would just, I would love some Zelda amiibo that wasn't Link. You know, I'm so sick of Link amiibo. I think I have like six of them. You know, we're getting a chibi Link's Awakening amiibo too, though. You know, it's, it's which just is fine because at least it looks different. Yeah, you know, or different enough. You know, but so yeah, that's my prediction number three. Um, that uh, a new a new Link's Awakening line of amiibo is released. I'm on board with any. And all amiibos, so I, I'm good with that prediction. My third is going to be all about Astral Chain. So this is a new game that was uh, said to basically kind of be a very Bayonetta-esque game. And, you know, we didn't really get all that much information out of the, the last Direct that showed it off, but... I think that this E3, we're going to get almost all the information. I think we're going to get a detailed trailer that includes gameplay, story, and potentially a tentative release date. I don't think they're going to give anything hard like, oh yeah, it's coming out February 12th, 2020. I think we'll get something along the lines of, oh, it'll be summer 2020 or fall or whatever. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Um... What, was it the last Nintendo Direct that they showed this game? Was that is that right? It might have been the Direct before, because wasn't the last Nintendo Direct the Sword and Shield reveal? 
Well, I, I sorry, I meant last like direct. That wasn't game specific because you had the Mario Maker yeah. specific one. You had the Pokemon one. Yeah, it, it was I the remember... one where they had everything. Like they announced a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah, yeah, because that's the one that Link's Awakening was announced at uh, mm-hmm. the last game. That's right. So that was back in February. I, I remember I wasn't blown away when I saw Astral Chain. So I'm hoping that they, you know, they do show it, and maybe, you know, maybe it, it maybe it wins me over. Um, but yeah, I, I remember kind of watching that trailer, just like yeah, yeah. yeah I- I got suckered into it. I thought it was cool. It, they, I remember that it had this just this one really cheesy line. I, re, I remember us talking about this in the Discord too, because I was like, "Oh man, this game looks sick!" And then you're like, "God, that line was so cheesy!" Like that line made it perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can see wait. us being on different sides of the fence on something like that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so prediction number three: Astral Chain is shown and given a tentative release date. Um, Prediction number four, I think that it's been rumored for, it feels like, God, forever, pretty much since the Switch came out, I think that this is finally going to be the time that it happens. We're going to get Metroid Prime Trilogy ported to the Switch um, pretty much in order to appease Metroid fans after the whole Metroid Prime 4 kerfuffle, where, of course, that game has just been delayed and uh, doesn't have a, an ETA as to what we can expect for it. So I think that Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out would make um, a lot of sense and it would hold some people over. And, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know that it would be that hard to do. And, yeah, I, I think that that's going to happen. Well, I haven't played a Metroid game since Other M, and I know that you've been harping on me to uh, go play the Prime Trilogy, which I will at some point. But, uh, yeah, I j- I'm just hoping that that is true so that all the Metroid fans can stop yelling at me about how much they want their game to come out. It, it is a it is a terrible thing, man, being a Metroid fan. You just go through, you know, you go through just these cold periods where Nintendo just seems to forget that this franchise exists. And, you know, even though traditionally all the games are super, super solid, uh, I, I don't know, it just, it, Nintendo just never... Never gives it a push. If they I literally a just here. gave you Ridley and Smash, okay? I don't think that they've forgotten. Yeah, but, like, that was after eight years of nothing, so I feel like they're making up for lost time. But well, I, you're, you're right. You're right. I, you know, I can't ask for more than Ridley and Smash and Metroid Samus Returns. So that was uh, that was a pretty good, um, that was a pretty good silver lining for the lack of Metroid Prime 4. So, yeah, yeah Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch... Uh, no timetable on that release. I just think it's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, that's my prediction number four. All right. My my next prediction is, I admittedly, a little lackluster. But um, I, I decided to spice it up a little bit by getting a little bit specific. But I think that Nintendo is entering into this kind of new phase of where they are really pushing third-party stuff. So they're doing a lot of new titles. They even did the Mario versus Rabbids crossover. Um, we've gotten a lot of a lot of games and publishers on Nintendo that we haven't seen in quite some time, including NetherRealm bringing Mortal Kombat 11 to the Switch. We haven't seen a Mortal Kombat game on a Nintendo platform, I think, since the N64 days. So that that was pretty huge. Uh, FromSoft has done uh, has brought Dark Souls over to the Switch, which also was something I don't think a lot of people saw coming. 
So continuing that trend, I believe at E3 this year, we're going to get a bunch of new third-party partnership announcements, including the past uh, or the past month or so, uh, rumors have really been heating up about, and to some degree, George R. R. Martin even kind of confirmed this, that a FromSoft, or sorry, that FromSoft is working on a Game of Thrones title. And so I believe that that game will be announced for the Switch as well. Nice. Piece of trivia, I'm just about to start watching Game of Thrones from like the very beginning. I've never seen it before. Oh, you should you should definitely watch it. I think you will have to take like seasons 6, 7, and 8 with a bit of grain of salt, but uh, seasons 1 through 4 are really, really good adaptions of the first three books, three and a half books. Um, I've been hearing some rumblings that a uh, a, a version of Darksiders 2 is uh, is possibly headed to the Nintendo Switch as well, which I'm sure would make uh, our crew over at the Hyrule Compendium very happy. So oh, that, that sure. would be a, a cool one. That would kind of fit into your prediction there. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so Taylor prediction number four. We're going to get some, some cool third-party shit from uh, Nintendo at E3. Um, so the last prediction of mine for the uh, for the easy tier, if you will, is, and I want to make sure that I word this right so that I don't mess myself up later. I don't think that we're going to see any new entries in any Nintendo series announced that aren't already confirmed. Uh, ports not excluded. So what I mean by that is confirmed for confirmed by Nintendo for 2019 already is Luigi's Mansion, Animal Crossing, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Fire Emblem, Mario Maker 2, Smash Bros. DLC, and like perhaps Bayonetta 3. So my prediction is, is that I don't think that we're going to get anything that's just like, here's a brand new Donkey Kong game that we're working on, or here's here's Super Mario Odyssey 2 that we've secretly been working on. I think that Nintendo's lineup is super solid for the rest of this year, and that the games that they've already kind of teased um, are going to be... They're, they're going to be enough to carry them through this presentation, you know, with their Animal Crossing and Zelda and Luigi's Mansion. I don't think that they need any other big announcements to make this a really rock-solid presentation. I think that they're going to go in with what they have and that there won't be any really big announcements. Ports excluded. So, did that make sense? Pretty bold. It does make sense, though. I, I don't know that I would agree with it, but... And, I see and just to be sorry, just to be very specific, that is Nintendo properties. So if third-party yeah. games announce something, that's that doesn't count. But like Nintendo themselves, we're not going to see a new Kirby, we're not going to see a new Donkey Kong, we're not going to see blah blah blah. I, I think it's pretty bold, especially just because of like the last Nintendo Direct. Um, I, I think we we've seen some some hints toward towards things being in development and things coming our way and I, I i don't know that i would fall on the side of nothing new is going to be announced in those terms but i i, I don't know that it's going to be like oh huge huge major things on the way we're going to announce you know mario's getting new stuff metroid's getting new stuff zelda's getting six new things you know i don't think it's going to be kind of like that but i don't think it's going to be empty either yeah, I just think, like, so when they showed off Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing, um, 
Like, they didn't really say anything about it. So, like, there's lots of room there to expand on those games. Um, ditto for Link's Awakening. Um, it, you, you know, we still have to expand upon Cadence of Hyrule. We still want to fit in some third-party stuff. So, I part of me just feels like like there's there's just literally not enough room for anything else. So, that's why I went with that. And, uh, you know, now that I say it, I feel like that's more more of a bold prediction than not. But uh, I yeah. goes. Well, here, here's the thing, though. I think... Did they actually announce, like, a specific time frame? Like, they said it's only going to be this long? Well, I mean, most Nintendo uh, presentations, they'll show games from six to nine months out. Well, yeah, but I mean just, like, a time frame in terms of, like, how long the... Oh, in in terms of the presentation. No, they didn't, but, I mean, I think you can usually count on them being about 60 minutes. Right. Uh, Traditionally is is what's been done in the past. And you know what? You can get through a lot of content in 60 minutes, granted, but... um... You know, I, I I hope that I hope that I'm right and I'm betting on it. I think that they have enough content to get through that. So Well here's here's the other thing is like last year, you know, we we were wondering about all the new things that they were gonna show off and not only did they show off quite a bit, but they also dedicated like half the presentation of Smash Ultimate. And they still announced yeah. a whole bunch of new things. So I, I you know, I I just I wonder. I don't know. I'll, I'll go with it though. We'll we'll, we'll we'll still count that. All right, we'll see. Maybe I should have put that in tier two. I think so, prediction. but we'll, we'll we'll let you slide this time. All right. So, what's your last prediction for the easy tier? Oh, that's right. I still have one. <laughs> I thought we were moving on. Um, Not yet. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So my my last prediction is. Uh, we we saw a little bit in the last Nintendo Direct a little game that they called Town, which I talked a bit about in uh, you know after we watched that episode or episode that Direct, and I talked about how similar it was to Rune Factory and and to Harvest Moon in some ways, um, but much more similar to Rune Factory, and I think that we're gonna get a whole bunch of new information on it because they really didn't show off all that much, if I remember correctly. And it looked like a really interesting game, and it seems like a kind of like a, a maybe a new IP type deal in where they they might make a, an Animal Crossing out of it or, or, or a Rune Factory or Harvest Moon. So I think we're going to get a whole bunch of new information on town and that it's going to be playable on the, on the show floor. We will we'll have to get Rod Lloyd to confirm that for us because he is going to be on the show floor. So we'll we'll see if you are right there. Before you uh, before you had this prediction, I totally forgot that this game even existed. Yeah. Um. I, I was it was it last year's E3 or shortly after that we saw this because it no. feels like forever ago. I I believe it was in the February direct along with Astral Chain. I I want to say that yeah I could be very wrong and it could have been at the last year's E3 or some direct after that, but I could have swore it was in the February direct. If it was, it, it obviously didn't, uh, didn't my stick with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean like that just from like the brief snippet of, um, of footage that we got, it didn't really seem like it was up my alley, but of course, you know, that being said, um, I'll, I'll try if it's a good game, I'll play it. It doesn't, you know, I like playing games that are kind of, not what I would expect that I would like. So yeah, I, I think that that's uh, I think that's a 
a solid prediction. I, like I said, I totally forgot that this thing even existed. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how far along that game is and uh, and whatnot. I, I almost thought it was a 3DS game when I was remembering it. Obviously, no, but... This is why we need more information on it. Yeah, that just shows you like how how memorable this thing was for me. Uh, but there it is. Prediction well, how- number five for Taylor. Town <laughs> is shown and playable on the E3 floor. Yes. You know what? Before we move on to tier two, should we do half points? Half points? Like as in yeah. if we got a part of a prediction right? Yeah. Like if they show town but it's not playable on the floor or like... You know, if uh, if they announce new Link's Awakening Amiibo, but it's not Link, Marin, and the Owl. Should we do that? I think that's fair. Cause, okay, let's Because, as you said, like, our, our lists are pretty good on both sides. Like, it should be a fair competition. So, yeah, I, I don't think one, either one of us is going to get a major advantage over it. But it could be fun to uh, to see who comes out ahead. Okay, let's do that. Um, so let's move on to the second tier of predictions here. This is the uh, not very likely, but not impossible tier. These are worth three points each, and I am going to uh, kick us off here. I'm going bold here, and last year, you may remember that my big pick for Nintendo was that they were going to have a Netflix-like virtual console subscription service. This year, I'm tempering it back a little bit. I don't think we're going to get that, but I think that Nintendo is going to integrate both Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games onto the Nintendo Switch Online selections. So that way, if you're a Nintendo Switch Online member, you you have access right now to 20 NES games. I think that you can have access to 20 SNES games and maybe like 5 N64 games or something like that. And I wouldn't even be shocked if they threw Game Boy games on there too. But my official prediction is that they're going to put Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games on the Nintendo Online Selection menu. I actually really like that. I think, I really think you're right. I think that they're just going to go, you know, piece by piece. It's not going to be the whole all-at-once thing that we were hoping for beforehand. But, you know, with with the way things have been going, and I I don't don't know that they're going to do, kind of like, what was it before the... um, the classic, like the SN- SNES classic, I don't think they're going to do any more of those, at least not yet. So it seems like putting all this stuff on, on the Switch in, in pieces or segments is the way to go. So I, I think you're right on the money here. And you know what? It, it We kind of complained about the um, the Switch Online when it came out and felt like 20 NES games, rather, were a little bit underwhelming for what you're paying in comparison to the free AAA games that you get on the uh, the competitions, online right. subscriptions. But I, I think like the way that you can get turn that in your favor is to have like your extensive backlog of all these classic games and slowly integrate those and say like, you know, uh, maybe our online infrastructure isn't as advanced as our competitors, but when you sign up with us, you get all of these you know, all of these classic games that you grew up with on your N64, on your SNES, on your NES. And I think that that's going to hook in a lot more people than just having NES games. And so, I mean, we saw, we saw them put a big emphasis on the the Nintendo online print or the Nintendo online service in the Mario maker um, direct that we just got. So I think that this is a next natural step. Sure. 
I so and I go. mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some blasphemous here, but you know it's also yet another golden opportunity to re-release Ocarina of Time. Not that they haven't done that enough before, you know. Yeah, but that would, I I would love that. I'd love to play that. Me too. On the Switch. You you and I I think would would be down for it. I'm just saying, you know, they're they're definitely gonna be those people out there who'd be like, wow, again, that's the one they chose. Oh, what can you say? It's the best. Um, okay, so official second-tier prediction, number one. Super Nintendo and N64 games are added to Nintendo Switch Online selections. Taylor, what you got for us? All right, we've been talking about this for a while now, and I think, uh, you know, th- this is the time to announce it. So I'm going to go right ahead and say it's going to be Skyward Sword HD revealed and announced for a 2020 release on the Switch. Now... That wouldn't have seemed very bold at all, let's say even three months ago. In fact, that would have been super safe. But that is actually kind of a risque selection, seeing as though, you know, we're getting Cadence of Hyrule, seeing as how we're getting um, Link's, Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. Remake, yeah. it, it's, it, it would be interesting to lump them together like that all in one. But, man, I really hope that that happens because I would just absolutely love... To replay Skyward Sword on the Switch. That's one of my probably my second favorite Zelda game. So I really I hope that you're right. So there you go. Official prediction number two: Skyward Sword HD announced and released in what you said early 2020. I just said 2020 release. I don't I don't think they're gonna give a specific release date. Okay, so Skyward Sword HD announced and releases in 2020. My second prediction is uh, is is gonna be the rumors have been floating around about it for a while nintendo kind of shot it down but i think that we're finally gonna see the portable only version of the nintendo switch um this one was rumored to to be like a cheaper like offering of the switch that you could just buy as like strictly a handheld um and nintendo shot that down and said there were no plans to do that but I, I don't know. It, it seems logical to me. And, it, and, like, you can buy just the dock separately, right? So why not just the console separately? Makes sense. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think I think that's going to be it. I think it's going to finally be the right time to show it. I, w- I wonder if they might not also do kind of like a, har- a hardware upgrade as well with that one. It'd be interesting to see. You know, I, I thought about that, and I was kind of going back and forth, and I thought that it was far more likely that they'd release just a portable version of the Switch rather than, like, a really upgraded version. Kind of, rather than, like, the Xbox One X version of the Switch, if you will. I just, like, I can't see Nintendo doing that. That would have been an impossible prediction for me, actually, um, seeing kind of, like, a Switch Pro version. But, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be interesting because, you know, then you might get a lot more of these big third-party games that would come over to the Switch. But then I wonder if you lose the whole portability aspect of the Switch. It's interesting to think about, but um, for now, my official prediction is a portable-only model of the Switch is revealed. All right, so my second nigh-impossible uh, pick here is going to be... Well, it's it's something that I've wanted for a while now, considering our, our dearth of this game. Like Metroid fans i believe uh star fox fans have been kind of shafted recently and i think that due to starlink's kind of uh <laughs> what for lack of a better Bombing, word maybe. yeah there we go 
failure I was going to use, but we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, that Nintendo will reveal a new Star Fox game to be in development with a late 2020 release. That uh, That's interesting. There were a lot of rumors last year about that Star Fox game that Retro Studios was supposedly developing, and it, and it was like like a like a racing game yes or something like that like Star Fox gp or something so yes on one hand i wonder you know i wonder if that project was far along enough if it ever existed at all that it could be shown but on the other hand i wonder if it was not so far along enough that when you know the whole metroid prime 4 fiasco happened that they were just like put a pause on that come do metroid and eventually when you're done that you can finish um, you could finish Star Fox GP, so yeah, I, I I would think that that'd be very interesting. How about that for for a bonus point? Are you going to be bold and say that it's Star Fox GP or just like a new Star Fox, like traditional Star Fox game? Do I get extra credit if I'm right? No, I just want to sucker you into being bold and making a harder choice. You know what? I I enjoy being bold. I enjoy being brazen. I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and say that that it will be. GP, but here's the caveat, because I do I do happen to think that it was kind of shelved temporarily, um, maybe for the reasons that you you described, like the whole Metroid Prime fiasco. But I don't know. I I wonder if the game didn't also go through a Metroid Prime situation and end up taking a different route. Like, it started off as, as uh, Star Fox Grand Prix or GP, whatever you want to call it, and then turned into whatever they might announce the show floor. So, are we am I allowed to say that I think it's going to be GP or whatever GP turned into? Okay, I think that that's fair. Okay, then that's my, then I will be bold and say yes, that, that I will change it to GP or whatever GP turned into. And that might be one that we'll have to wait for um, the Treehouse presentation after to maybe get a little bit more information on if, you know, if they announce this at all, of course. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll definitely, maybe we won't assign like a full point on that right away. But I am glad that I suckered you into doing that so easily. I think that that really shows how great I am at this uh, kind of work. So okay. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm not even going to take that away from you. <laughs> Insane prediction number two for Taylor. New Star Fox GP game is shown for the Nintendo Switch for 2020. Uh, so I'm going to go and uh, and bring this home and uh, kind of stick with actually the same theme as you. But I'm going to say that my last kind of out there prediction is going to be that you're going to see... And actually, I want to preface this too with this might not necessarily happen in the Nintendo conference... This could happen in the Ubisoft conference specifically or someone else. But I think that we're going to see some more Nintendo characters pop up in games that aren't necessarily theirs. And using Starlink as an example last year, I don't think any of us expected to see, you know, Fox McCloud show up in that trailer with the rest of the Star Fox team when we saw that. Um, a couple of years ago, I don't think any of us expected to see Mario versus Rabbids uh, when we saw that. So I think that we're going to get something like that, um, be it a sequel to uh, to Mario Rabbids. Maybe they could have like Smash Bros. and Rabbids, or be it like something weird like Nintendo DLC. Like maybe there's a, a Nintendo character and like, 
I don't know, like Soul Calibur 17 or whatever they're on. But uh, something of that ilk is what I think we're going to see. We're going to see a Nintendo character pop up in something that is outside of their game series. Super Smash Brothers, obviously, of course, not included. And uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be not necessarily in the Nintendo conference, but just at some point at E3. You know what? I I like that. I really do. But not because you'll win for getting that right. But just because, like, I just want to see Nintendo stuff in other things. Like, Nintendo just has such a great roster, has such a great uh, retinue of of awesome things good word that they should just be put in everything 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 needs the nintendo brand i i and i i truly think that like i i don't have the numbers to support this but i i feel pretty safe in saying that i'm sure that starlink performed the best on the switch by far because Probably. of the Star Fox content that it got so you know, you go back to i use soul Calibur as an example you go back to the gamecube days in soul Calibur 2 and at the time, like, GameCube was was just, like, getting lapped in sales by the PlayStation 2. Xbox, I don't know if it was beating it yet, but if it wasn't, it wasn't that far behind. Um, and GameCube just wasn't the cool console. But you put Link in Soul Calibur 2, and that game ended up, you know, performing the best sales-wise out of all three of those versions on PlayStation and Xbox. So it really does, when you put, it, it's like Nintendo Viagra. You put it into another game series, and it's like, woof we're here to play, you know, <laughs> people are going to come by me. It's kind of like how they we're used to say that the play. rock was, remember when people say like Dwayne Johnson was series Viagra. I feel yeah. like Nintendo characters are like Nintendo Viagra just right. in general. Well, playing with pop power. the pill and let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> All right, Taylor, what is your, what is your last tier two prediction here? Now that we have uh, spent some time talking about Viagra. All right, well, originally, this was actually going to be my impossible pick, but, you know, after a little bit of discussion with you a few days ago and, you know, kind of kind of looking at it a bit, this is probably a lot more, it's, it's definitely not, you know, our 50% tier, but it's probably not impossible either, and I think that with... With Mortal Kombat finally coming back to Nintendo after so many years of being left in the dark to Sony and Microsoft's uh, whims, I think that we're going to see Sub-Zero or Scorpion. I have to go with either of those two. They're the two face characters. So one, one or the other will be announced as a DLC character for Smash. Um, we did hear from... Nintendo reps that all of the DLC characters are going to be characters that have not been represented in a Smash game before. And uh, I think they further clarified that, or maybe this is just our interpretation, that that means that it's not going to be necessarily Nintendo property characters. So I think what, what better way to... To share the love, we've already got Ken and Ryu, so let, let's bring one of the other most famous fighting games out there since the 90s to Smash. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that that is like, super unlikely, actually. Um, in, the, in the context of 
you know, and actually I want to give ourselves a pat on the back that it took us almost 50 minutes to avoid talking about Super Smash Bros. character predictions. I think we I think we did pretty good there, not getting to this. Yeah. But um, now that we're here, of course, we're going to spend a lot of time on it. But I, I think that in the context of characters being announced for Smash, I like, Joker just showed that, like, really, like, anybody can well, get Piranha in. Well, Piranha Plant course, before that. Of course that. we knew that, yeah, with Piranha Plant and with Cloud, but, like... Joker especially was the start of, you know, I think it was Reggie that said, like, all the characters for uh, for Smash Ultimate DLC are going to be characters that, I think the exact quote was that you would never see coming. Okay. So it didn't, it didn't necessarily exclude Nintendo characters, but it sure made you think that, you know, they're not going to be traditional Nintendo characters. I think we could probably all see the the dude from Fire Emblem Three Houses coming if we, if we were looking for it, so... Yeah. Yeah, like, Joker just really showed, like, he has nothing to, his game has nothing to do with Nintendo, he, he has never been anywhere close to a Nintendo system before, so I think that that one was just, like, so out there and showed, like, like, really anybody can get in, that I actually think, like, it makes almost too much sense for Scorpion or Sub-Zero to get in, if, if that makes sense. Well, that's what makes it some uh, slightly unlikely, I guess, is the fact that because... Because of the fact that it does make sense when you actually look at it, but, you know, it's still not something that you would have expected maybe a year ago or, you know, even a few months ago. I, I think it still lands in a tier of it could it could definitely happen. Because, again, when, when Reggie said this, like, I don't think Scorpion and Sub-Zero were at the top of everyone's mind. Although Probably not at that time, no, no. Although to be fair, I I have been sticking by this prediction long before now. I you know I did kind of say it right after Smash Ultimate was released, um, and also when I when I saw the uh, the press conferences before Nintendo and I saw nothing about Mortal Kombat 11 because at the time it wasn't announced yet, I was like, oh well. Why why is NetherRealm Studios at E3 if they're not announcing anything? And they always, almost always announce like Mortal Kombat or an Injustice game, and it's Mortal Kombat's time. You know where where's our Mortal Kombat info? Maybe they're saving it for Sub Zero for Smash. And it was kind of a joke at the time, but it, you know as things kind of progressed, I think it's it's evolved more into something that I believe definitely is is possible. Um. I, I don't know if I'd say it's likely, though. I'm hoping. I I don't think that you can say any character getting into Smash is very likely anymore. I think was the point that I was trying to make with Joker. Yeah. Like, it's just so... It's just like... It's almost like they're just throwing darts and picking whoever it's landing on. So, <laughs> we'll see. I, I, would, uh, I, I think that would be good, though. I think, like... You know, Mortal Kombat isn't my cup of tea, but... You you can't deny that Scorpion and Sub Zero, and you know they're they're pretty they're iconic. They're pretty yeah, they're pretty iconic game figures. Um, mainstays is I think the word that I was looking for. They're just like you know they've been there. They've been symbolic of this series for such a long time that you know S- Smash Bros really has evolved into taking kind of the the symbolic characters that have been with games a long time. So I think that it would make sense. Would you play? Here's here's the question. Would you play as Scorpion or Sub Zero if they release for Smash? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. I'd 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 play as anybody in Smash. You know me. My main is random. 
That's true. Except for Incineroar and Piranha Plant. You swore off them for a little while before giving in. Yeah, Incineroar is pretty awesome. It's those suplexes. <laughs> it's in, yeah, for sure. All right. So just to quickly recap here, um, my my last prediction was uh, a Nintendo character is appearing in a non-Nintendo game in some kind of capacity, like Starlink or Rabbids. And yours is that we're going to get Scorpion or Sub-Zero showing up as Smash DLC. So we are going to flip it now to the insane tier. And if this, like, predictions that if this actually happened would just be, like, like so ridiculously surprising that you could never see it coming is yours mario being in mortal kombat 11 i th- that, w- that would qualify i'd be shocked that would be that <laughs> would, would be pretty impressive you? yeah uh so let's let's get down to it here let's put all of our cards on the table here i want you to close your eyes and imagine microsoft's conference they've just shown off gears of war they've shown off ori and the will of the wisps and they've shown off the most anticipated game that they possibly have, Halo Infinite. It closes the show. You think that the press conference is done. All of a sudden, you see Master Chief, and it looks like he's walking somewhere. He's got those sweet Halo visuals, and and he's walking up to a new foe. He's on the Halo ring, and he sees this new foe, and it's Mario. During the E3 Microsoft press conference... Master Chief will be announced as Super Smash Bros. next DLC fighter. Boom! You heard it here first. I actually think I said this months ago. But I really, you know, it's funny because both of our last predictions kind of focus on the, uh, you know, seemingly tight relationship that Nintendo and Microsoft have forged in the last couple months, but come at it from different angles. I think that we're going to get Master Chief and Smash and I think that it's going to bookend the Microsoft press conference. So you maybe you'll maybe you'll see a little bit about Master Chief and Smash by the time that Nintendo's press conference starts, but it will be announced in the Microsoft conference. And like I would just go bananas. bananas. Also because like a Master Chief is awesome, but b just for what it means, I think that it would be super super cool. And that is my insane prediction. You and I have been pretty much on the same track with uh, with the DLC characters for Smash. Like I, I definitely think that Master Chief would fit right in, and especially with everything that we've gotten. And you know, I, I believe that Scorpion Sub Zero should should enter the roster. I think um, it would be really cool to see both of them announced. You know what? I I would really like to see Nintendo announce all their DLC characters at E three instead of just this whole waiting game. Um, I I think that you're gonna they're gonna do kind of like Cadence of Hyrule I said earlier in the show I think they're gonna do like a like a reveal for a character and it's like hey he's available today or yeah I, or I think tomorrow, that you're gonna get at yeah. least one character like that because they did that a few years ago with Ryu and with Lucas when they came yeah. out for um for Wii U and the thing is is like you know I I don't think that your your prediction would be impossible or even improbable but yeah them doing it during the Microsoft conference is definitely something that I, it would be a bold it would be a bold strategy cotton you know I I don't yeah I I could see I I guess uh I I want to talk about why I chose Master Chief here I could see them you know, putting in Banjo Kazooie, and I think that that's a safer pick, or like Minecraft Steve, or whatever the heck that guy's name is. 
but and you know what those are probably more picks and you know banjo obviously has more heritage with nintendo so right. he might be more fitting of smash bros but i just think like as a symbol like there's no there's nothing that says xbox more than master chief and more than halo so i i think as a symbol you go for your biggest gun you go for your biggest star you put him in smash like that would i i just think that would be so huge yeah, and I, I don't think Nintendo is about playing it safe anymore. We've seen it with Breath of the Wild it, to a certain degree with with Mario Odyssey. Um, they're they're not playing it super super safe. They're they're taking risks and they're being uh, they're being quite adventurous in in how they approach gaming on the Switch and how they approach development for the Switch. And I think that you know it. It wouldn't be too out of character, I think, for modern Nintendo to do what you're saying and, and branch out, bring Master Chief into one of their most iconic franchises, and then at the same time kind of extend that hand of friendship to, to Microsoft and say, hey, why don't you announce this during your conference? You know, make it your make it your deal. So I, I, I think... Um, I, I think that if this does happen, th- that's definitely the way that it's going to go. So there it is. Um, Master Chief for Smash during the Microsoft press conference. Taylor, what is your last pick? Well, kind of, kind of as you said, going along with uh, a, a similar type deal. Nintendo and Microsoft are getting kind of cozy. So to sweeten that partnership, I do believe that in addition... In addition to Master Chief being announced as playable DLC for Smash, Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever you want to call the next, you know, main series Big 3D Zelda, game. Zelda. Right. Yeah. Um, what was it they said on the Hyrule Compendium? Uh, Wind of the Wild or something like that. That was funny. Uh, but like it will that. be. They're, it'll they're be always d- talking out of their butts over there. I know, right? They're, they're, they borrow our ideas. I mean, to be fair, we kind of borrowed theirs. Uh, anyway, I believe that Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever next main series Zelda game it is will be developed for both the Nintendo Switch and the next generation Xbox. Bold move. That is, that is definitely bold. I, I think it would be bold to say that the next... Zelda is shown just in general. I, I mean, obviously, we know we're going to get Link's Awakening, Cadence of Hyrule. I don't think that we're ready for Breath of the Wild 2 yet, or whatever, you know, that ends up being. But uh, that's that's a damn bold move right there. It coming up for, for Xbox. Look, I gotta say, man, I not only have I wanted to see Zelda kind of like on, you know, a... For... for let's be real like nintendo's consoles with the exception of the gamecube have usually fallen a little bit behind in the hardware aspect uh comparably speaking and so something i've always wanted to see is like you know a game especially like back in the day uh when ocarina of time came out i'm like you know what would what would ocarina of time look like on ps3 graphics or ps4 graphics or god willing the ps5 it's I, I think those those consoles could bring out a whole new 
way of looking at Zelda, and I think that it would offer a whole lot of great um, design opportunities. Like they they could approach the series from the angle that they've never approached it uh, before, and I think that you know it, it's not out of the question considering that we did just get Mario versus Rabbids. Um, we're also hearing all these different things about how Microsoft and Nintendo are working together on various projects and uh, coming together a lot more than they ever have in the past. So why not why not seal the deal? Why not make it so that we have two of the most legendary characters in video gaming history? On each other's consoles. You've definitely made up for your uh, prediction from last year, that Harvest Moon prediction that uh, I dumped all over. So we're going to see if that's right. Um, and we're going to have a lot of fun watching E3 when we watch it live on the 11th at, uh, at 9 Pacific. So we hope that you guys are going to join us over on the Zelda Dungeon Discord, or Discord, the Zelda Dungeon Twitch, rather. Uh, like I said, we're going to have a pre-show. We're going to be live maybe about... Uh, 45 minutes to half an hour before we'll run through all of our predictions again and just kind of go over what we want to see what we expect to see anything like that um, we'll probably probably chat with rod uh the managing editor of zelda dungeon who's going to be on the e3 floor just uh kind of see what's hopping over there and i am so looking forward to e3 man i'm so pumped me too this is gonna be a really great show i think so there you go andy versus taylor 2 is in the books we will uh We'll write out the rules of engagement again for uh, this post and our show. And um, that's that's it. We're going to see who's going to come out on top here. Uh, go Team Andy and hashtag Taylor Sucks. I hate you so much in so many different ways, but it's okay. We're also coming together because, look, let's be real. We really agree with a lot of the our, our choices. Like, I don't think there's a single bad thing on your list. And honestly, like, if any of the things on your list were to happen, I would be over the moon. So, ba- basically, whoever loses, everybody wins. Exactly. Assuming that, assuming that even one of us gets one of these predictions right, which I, I think that we gotta be getting some of these right. So yeah, I'll, we'll we'll see. It's gonna yeah, be fun. it won't be last year where I got nothing right. <laughs> Um, listeners, we need you to tweet at us. We need you to comment on this post. What do you want Taylor to do, double or nothing, if he loses another E3 bet? Let us know. Uh, but that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, we hope that you come back and hang out with us on the 11th for uh, Nintendo's E3 conference. Until then, go over to Podbean, iTunes, like, subscribe, comment, review, all that good stuff. If you got a Zelda friend in your life... Uh, throw them our way. Tell them about the Champions cast and where they can get their Zelda fix. That's it. We're out of here. You can follow us on Twitter. Tweet us your suggestions for Taylor's punishment. I am at Spateri316. He is at GIF underscore Bluehawk. That's going to do it for us. We are out of here until next week.